The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Just put on the best fight of her career in the biggest spot. Oh, I want to go get that gold. Mom champ, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner, the karate hottie, Michelle Watterson. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Just turning my headphones down. A few people think you hate hearing me. I hate me more. <laughs> uh, Robbie Fox joins us. Matt is... Uh, in Australia with Ally Aquinto, who's fighting the uh, co-main this Saturday against uh, Dan Hooker. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me back. Speaking of Matt, by the way, I was talking to Dana White last night. I was on Dana's Instagram Live, and that was one of the first things he asked me. He said, who do you have in the, the co-main event? And I said, I got a rep for my guy, Matt Serra, the unfiltered fam, the Long Island fam. And he was not happy about that. Dana said that I might have lost all credibility. Oh, because of Matt? Yeah, Is yeah, there yeah. something with Robbie's mic? Are we good? Uh, there's something with Robbie's mic. Yeah. yeah. I figured. I could hear it. Is it plugged in? Because it's... <laughs> well, we did oh. test it before. I could hear myself. You may, you may talk a little closer. Checking one, two, three, four, five, that six, sounds... seven, eight, yeah? Yeah, that sounds... Okay. okay it it well, sounded tinny. I wasn't sure if you were on or be bleeding through mine, so I wanted to make sure. Better now? That's good, yeah. Cool. I think so, right? Yeah, we're good. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, so Dana said, like, you can't pick... Dana was like, listen, I invited you onto my Instagram live asking for, you know, some analysis, a nice technical pick. And I immediately went with, well, I'm born and raised in New Jersey, so I got to go with the Long Island guy. He hated that. But yeah. that's a very East Coast thing to do. It is. I, I mean, like, look, I, I have to see these people in person. But I, I would probably take Al anyway. Um, he's funny. It's funny, too. He's, I think he's six and in, uh, in, uh, Hooker's number 15. And it's a big, not a drop down talent wise, because Dan Hooker's looked really good. Yeah. But I mean, it's a it's a big jump down numbers wise, um, which kind of makes you love Al. Like he just doesn't. Absolutely. Give a shit. Yeah. It's it's one of those fights where people will say like he has nothing to win because if he beats the number fifteen ranked opponent, how can he ever move forward in the rankings? I don't think Al Quinta cares. I think he wants to go in, into Australia, upset Australia with a big win over their boy, and put on a, a show doing it. Yeah, I'm looking up Dan Hooker right now. Uh, his last, uh, he's looked really good, even though he did lose uh, to uh, Barbosa. But uh, I mean, he's won like five out of six fights over Gilbert Burns, Jim Miller, James. Yeah, he's beat some really good fighters, and he's looked great. And even that Barbosa fight was a war too. That was, you know, he didn't get he didn't get trampled in that at all. Right. No, not at all. Um, and we have Weidman today too. I haven't talked to Chris in a long time, and I, I believe he hasn't fought since November of eighteen. 
uh, first light heavyweight fight against Dominic Reyes, which will be very interesting. I want to ask you, I'm kind of curious as to why he moved up. If it was like, just you know, he was acting, doing Kevin James's show. Like, does the good <laughs> yeah. living make the weight cutting even more frustrating? Yeah, like, do you kind of get used to relaxing? And It's got to get up there in age. We probably don't want to make that cut. And especially his last few fights, when he actually does make weight, he's starting to look, you know, a little skeletal. And once you get to that point, it's like, all right, maybe it's time to move up. And maybe the weight class... You know he's he's done pretty much everything there is to do at middleweight. Sure. Maybe it's maybe it's time to move up, try something new at the tail end of his career. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he handles the extra weight. He may have better. Uh, you know that that weight cut may have been killing him. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he does against Reyes. And look, I thought uh, Volkan Uzdemir beat Dominic Reyes. I, I was a good fight, but I was shocked at that decision. Yeah, I don't remember it closely enough to be shocked at the decision myself, but I remember it being a very close fight, so I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I, I just remember thinking like, "Fuck, man!" I, I had picked Reyes to win the fight. And then I saw it, and I was like, ah, man, they, they kind of yeah. stole that one from uh, from Uzdemir. And then uh, Jacek against Michelle Waterson. We had Michelle Waterson calling in today. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to I – mean, I mean, she's won three straight, and Joanna, I think, has lost four out of uh, five. Or was it three out of four? Three out of four. Three out of four, yeah. Yeah, it's a big fight for her. It's so interesting, and in like you said, like one is on the rise. One – if you look at Rose, uh, if you look at Joanna's record, you could say is on the decline, but she really isn't when you look at the level of competition she's had. This is going to be a fight where it's like, is Joanna going to get back on track, or is Waterson going to be way better than we ever thought we that we would see her be and beat Joanna, which would be crazy. You know, yeah, and it's this thing I've always had this philosophy. I'm always interested in undefeated people because what does it do to you when you lose? Like Joanna, I think was twelve and zero, and then and now she's lost three out of four, and Chris was. I want to say 13-0 and then lost four out of five. And it's not that they're not good fighters. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, and some of these, are, again, you're fighting the top four people, three people in the division, so you're going to lose. But does it do anything to you psychologically? Like, that's why I pick Habib to lose every time he fights. I'm like, you're going to lose sooner or later. Yeah. And Jones almost got it out of the way in a way that wasn't a loss, but it was t- it still yeah, reads as like an L. Yeah, he beat the shit out of a guy, and they were like, we're going to give I you an L for that, that one. Like, I yeah, it was. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he was clearly winning that fight. Yeah. I mean, it was a bullshit. It was an illegal elbow, yeah. Yeah, which is so silly. But I mean, so he's got that one L, so maybe that takes off this pressure of being undefeated, makes you invincible, and then when you lose, does it change the way you feel about yourself? And it it probably changes differently for different people, right? Some people look at that and they take the John Cavanaugh win and learn, win or learn uh, psychology, and they say a loss makes you so much better, you could learn from a loss. And then some people, maybe it makes them vulnerable to immediately look at Ronda Rousey. She came into that fight with Amanda Nunez, you know, not even really there she she looked very hesitant to even throw a punch in that fight so different strokes for different folks i liked ronda too and she was so great and she was so great for the sport but i didn't like like one of the things that make me like connor was after he lost to diaz the way he handled it totally and and again it might have been harder for her she was very emotional she cries a lot like she you know she she she's very an emotional person so maybe she was afraid she would cry in interviews or whatever but i always thought that she should have talked more like it's okay you lost and Whatever, you fucking lost. You're still great. And uh, going in, I think, and she put so much pressure on her against Amanda. Totally. Uh, like that press conference. Remember she showed up at the press conference. Yeah, she didn't say a word. She just showed up. They did the face down, and that was it. It puts way too much pressure on you to be this 
larger than life. It's like, no, you just. And it could have been maybe she was, she was, you know, the first to reach that level in the UFC, that larger than life. We obviously had stars before her, but she was next level. And maybe Connor took something from that. Maybe Connor watched Ronda. You know, they were, they were friendly all the time. They were talking. Maybe he watched that and said, all right, I, I need to make sure I don't handle my loss like that with the pillow and the face at the airport and all that. Plus, he did have, uh, he had losses earlier too. Yeah, I think to Joe had, Duffy in his career early right. on. So he had he had been there before before he made it to the the highest level that anyone had ever achieved in MMA. What was the pillow in the face? Is that a photo that was taken of her? Yeah, yeah. TMZ when she uh, flew back home after that loss from Australia, she put a pillow in her face so nobody could take pictures of her. Wow. Yeah, kind of a famous picture. Oh, and then yeah. she went over to WWE and they kind of incorporated that into the storylines. Oh. And, you know, Becky Lynch was talking about, you know, we're doing all that. Your boy Sam Roberts would know a ton about that. Yeah, it's funny. I talked to uh, Sam is not even in New York right now. He is in uh, Orlando uh, because he's doing, uh, what is it called? NXT. Uh, NXT for wrestling. And we had Triple H on today, who's, I guess, the boss right under Vince. Very much so. Who I like a lot. I'd rather talk music with him because I don't know anything about wrestling. Like, I yeah. love those guys, too. Wrestlers are fun interviews. Jericho and fucking Mick Foley yeah. and Triple H. I got Jericho this week. I'm looking forward to They're it. He's a, also a, another rock and roll fan. He you is just a metal rock fan. and roll forever with yeah. him. Yeah. I, I, my first time on Opie and Anthony, uh, Fozzie was on. Jericho, whatever the character, McQuaid, something McQuaid yeah. he was playing. Yeah, like Lightning McQuaid or something. I forget that. Mongoose McQuaid. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's the first time I was on. Chris was on that show. So we kind of have a history together. And uh, he's, a, he's a big Motorhead fan. And Huge, yeah. I, I love talking to him. Uh, but you know those guys are really good interviews because they're also used to being in front of the mic. Mm -hmm. That they're uh, you know they're used to, to, to cutting promos and improving promos, um, you know, so they can talk about anything in front of crowds. That you know, if you fumble your words, you will get booed into Bolivian, as Mike Tyson once said. Did he say that? Yeah, uh, I love Mike. <laughs> my favorite guy. Probably him or Ozzy would be my favorite guy. Have you ever have you interviewed Mike? No. He's uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I've interviewed him a few times and. Uh, He's a guy who will, he just, there's nothing that he won't talk about. Yeah. And that's why, you know, there's nothing he's like, well, I don't want, you know, anything you ask. Everything's him, on the table. Everything's on the table. I guess that's what you want from a guy you talk to, right? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to hold him back. I haven't interviewed Connor. I wouldn't, I'd like to interview him. I've only met him once. I don't know him at all. Yeah, I, I've never met him. He's uh, We've had like correspondence through like middlemen and whatnot, but uh, he's always been good to me. Yeah. Um, what do you think is next for him? I, I, what I want to see more than anything is I want to see Connor Gaethje. So do I. So last time I was on the show, I was with Matt. We uh, called you and we had Gaethje on the show and we discussed it with him. Gaethje doesn't think he's going to get Connor next. He's under the impression, you know, he's very much focused on the title picture. He wants the title, yeah. And the rumors right now, I mean, Frankie Edgar tweeted Connor and said, there are rumors right now I'm hearing that you want to fight me. Is that true? If if that's the case, that that would be great. And me and Matt talked about that for a while. And Connor's always had like kind of a weird respect for Frankie, where he talks shit about everyone in the UFC except Frankie Edgar, who he's always said he respects. He's always sent out nice tweets to Frankie too. Always. You're a warrior when he even when he lost, I think. Um, but I think that's a very tough fight for Connor. And Connor's been saying he wants to give him a big payday. He's like Frankie's a legend, and I think he deserves a big payday before he gets out of this sport. So I feel like that would be cool. It would be almost like the complete opposite of the big buildup with Habib, right? The most animosity we've ever seen, the most personal rivalry yeah. ever. And then Connor flipping around and being like, all right, let's let's do this respectfully. And yeah, and he would and he would shit talk Frankie, but first of all I don't think he'd intimidate him. No. Um and he has to be careful with a guy like Frankie Edgar, man, because Frankie, you know, when he beat Yair, he shows you he's a guy who's so smart and he knows how. Again, Connor could knock anybody out with that left, but yeah. I mean, Frankie is a tough matchup for him. Hey, Matt. What's up, Matt? Hold on, let me pause Viking. 
We can't hear you. There's no volume. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, that's there great. Hear you. No, no, now we got you, buddy. I was watching, uh, hold on. What, did you just get dental surgery? Are you, are you eating something? I'm eating Tic Tacs. Okay. I'm watching Vikings. Oh, you love it, right? I'm so, I'm so happy that here in Australia that they have the Vikings on Netflix because in <laughs> back in New York, this might not be too exciting. No, but no, but you really sound I, like you you sound like your mouth is numb. You have Tic Tacs in your mouth? <laughs> no, man. Now you make me self-conscious. Yo, this room, it reminds me of when I used to live in my first academy. It's the size... Wow. Mongo, it's, it's kind of small. That's like my apartment. I went from the, I went from the palace at the Emirates fucking in, uh, in Dubai. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah. To a fucking shoebox in Australia. <laughs> but, dude, I'm, I'm easy. But listen, back to Vikings. So I watched this shit. When I was over in Abu Dhabi... I was I binged on this fucking show and then I go back home and it's not on Netflix, it's on Amazon Prime and that's in my living room and my my kids are running around. They can't see the raping and the pillaging. So <laughs> right. now now Robbie Fox, listen, so I now I get here Vikings back on Netflix. You guys can cut all this out maybe when it airs. <laughs> no, I wanna hear it. It's like uh <laughs> I'm just happy. So what are you doing? Are you eating edibles? That's what I was thinking. Are you eating edibles? <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, what time is it here? It, it's 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 late. What time is it here, guys? Do we know? It's probably two thirty for you. It says fourteen twenty-five, and I wasn't in the fucking twelve twenty. That's two twenty-five a.m. All right. Well, listen, I was sleeping. And then I was on my Instagram, and Tony hit me up, and I was all over. I'm all, dude. I don't know what fucking day it is. When, when I, me and Longo, I traveled literally 24 hours with fucking Longo. I want to <laughs> jump out a goddamn window. Were you guys in uh, economy plus or business? Business. Oh, good. That's oh, no, great. We were, we were high rolling, and it's like it's awesome, man. That Virgin, that fucking Virgin Airlines, that you have your own little cubicle. It was like Emirates, Jimmy. So nice. I want. Are you from Virgin? Dude, I'm all. I get all excited. I'm like, yo, look at the cute. Longo's like, could you act like you belong here? (laughs) I go, fuck, calm down, Longo. Virgin is the one to go, man. I I flew Qantas and I hated them because there was no Wi-Fi. First of all, they fucked up my flight, and second of all, there was no Wi-Fi. I was what a nightmare. And the flight attendants like, wow, that's for businessmen who want to turn off their day. I'm like, is that how you spin it? (laughs) Wow, lucky me. I can't. I can't communicate. The office can't bother me. <laughs> uh, Virgin is the yeah, way to go, right? Well, these are the kind of problems that people should have, though. You know? Champagne problems. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, look, Matt. I was in business class, and I was annoyed by Longo. I'm a gentleman. Anyway, a gentleman who demands gentlemen's travel accommodations. My man. So what's going on, guys? What are we talking about? Well, we have Michelle Watterson calling in soon. We also have uh, your buddy, of course, Chris Wyman. And I'm interested to talk to Chris because I want to talk about him going up in weight, and we're trying to figure out what the, the motivation was, whether it was just, uh, like like uh, Robbie said, maybe he'd done all he could do at middleweight, and he's reached the pinnacle, or is it just as you get older, the weight cut becomes more and more of a brutal uh, thing that you're dreading? Ah, well, a lot of guys, man, they get a, a lot of life brought back to their careers when they go up that weight class, so who knows? Who knows? This might be the best version that Chris will ever see, you know? There's so many examples you could point to, you know, with 
everything from uh, Anthony Pettis up until he ran into Nate Diaz, but uh, Kelvin Gasolin, Robert Whitaker. I mean, you know. And we I were even go on and on. And then guys like Kennedy who go down in weight. Yeah. And look devastating. Crazy. Like, it's so crazy. As he's getting older, he's getting lighter. Complete transformation. Yeah. And, and completely the opposite of the way everybody else is fucking uh, doing it. But I, I think that uh, Chris is a tough matchup for Dominic Reyes. Uh, you know, Reyes said something about he was insulted that Chris is going to be his first fight. But I think that Reyes can be in for a, a, a rude shock. Uh, if Chris gets a hold of him, yeah, I know, I know Dominic has a wrestling background, but I mean, I don't, I don't think he's he's Chris's level of wrestling. Well, there's different levels, you know, like we talk about, and uh, that's all I'll say about that game plan. But <laughs> I will say it's going to be a fucking awesome fight, <laughs> Jimmy. And we were talking about uh, your boy uh, Al just before. What's the uh, what's the vibe like in Australia right now in that camp? Well, like I said, man, we just got here yesterday. And uh, and we met up last night with, with Raging Al and the crew. It's good, man. We got our, our little gang out here, you know. Good vibes, so, Long um, Island and Vaden, Australia. Yeah, man. These guys, um, I feel like a total dick because they were so nice. I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna when I get back, I'm gonna shout them out on the next podcast because they're they're letting us they're letting us have a free reign of their gym, and they're just really nice guys. And then I went out to eat with a man afterwards. We had some gluten free pizza. What are you staying in right Fuck. now, man? Is that a hotel? Yeah, I'm in a fucking hotel. Why so small? <laughs> I'm not a big man. I'm like a little hobbit <laughs> in my little <laughs> hobbit house. <laughs> I swear to God, it, Longo's flipping. Longo's like, ah, I'm getting, uh, what's the word when you're getting too close? Claustrophobic. Yeah. I can never, between me, you, Robbie Fox, and our listeners, I can never say that word. Yeah, you can. Say it again. I Cla think you Claustrophobic. Can Give it a shot. Claustrophobic. Well, Claustra. Could you say it again? Could you say it again slower? Claus. Claus. Tra. Tra. Fobin. Don't fuck around. It's late here. Dude, so anyway, I tried to stay up the whole day when I got here, dude. I was so shot. And it didn't work. I took a nap and I woke up like I was in the fucking Twilight Zone. Uh yeah, it's hard. I mean, I've I've done Australia, I did a festival there once. And you, it really does take a little adjustment to most, you know, L.A., New York, even, you know, Europe. But that's a huge, long flight. That's, that's a big. I don't uh, think I could ever do it. They got big spiders over there, too. Oh, Fuck yeah. That. Those giant, like, well, desert I mean, spiders. Yeah, but I'm in, I was in Sydney before, but, like, I'm in Melbourne now. And it seems, got, it's got more of, like, a city vibe. Melbourne so is, like, a city, like, yeah. Cool. It's cool yeah, to walk I'm around. Did you go down those little alleys and stuff? They have all those little alleys with coffee yeah. places. You, you know what really fucking sucks is uh you know i got my knee scoped right you know so when i saw you guys the other day jimmy when i wait yes jimmy when i saw you the other day wait fuck did i see you yeah, yeah she did are I you on pain pills that's <laughs> <laughs> on pills dude, it's been a while, <laughs> i was all hopped up on the pain meds and it, i didn't feel like it hurt really that bad dude i am walking like a fucking like a just like a, somebody's crippled like i really i gotta i want to ask our listeners here does anybody, I might have to, what if you get it? I want to know. I'm a little fucked up right now. I'm a little fucked It's very, uh, you definitely sound like it's you might. It's apparent, yeah. Yeah, it's very apparent. It's like interviewing Tyson in 1987. <laughs> that, dude, that's fucked up. That is fucked up. No, 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 no. If any, <laughs> this is my favorite interview of all time. I've never loved anyone. I don't, I cancel Michelle and Chris. I only want Matt. <laughs> my orthopedist. My orthopedist. That's a big he's, word you could say. Yes, right but he's thinking about someone who does dental surgery. <laughs> my my orthopedist. 
orthodontist. Did I say fuck it up? No, orthopedist. I'm just joking. I'm saying you're mixed up with orthodontist. Teasing you because you're on pills. Don't do that to me. No, 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 no. He's saying I might need a partial knee replacement, man. Is and that will stop the swelling that you've been having. Do, do me a favor. Go to the soundboard. Hit the... No, I'm, I'm interested in that. I, I, I want to know... Um, uh, but you're not, you're not feeling well, but... Uh. I am... Dude, I, I don't know. Listen, he goes, four to six weeks, if you're still walking, because I just got this thing scoped. I shouldn't be walking around the way I'm walking around. I'm walking around like fucking Igor. I don't know. Igor? <laughs> Igor, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Who's the assistant to fucking Frankenstein? It's Igor, yeah. You're right. Ew, Igor, Igor. Anyway... Um, maybe I maybe dude, I can give him one of my knees. I got two. I'm a 21 year old kid. Yeah, you are. You're a young buck. Give give Matt one of your knees, like a kidney. We could work it out. Fuck. All right. I know. It's not like a kidney or nothing. No. Well, actually, you have two of those too. Yeah. yeah grab so. grab one of my knees. That's probably why I saw a picture. Saw a picture of the whole uh, Ally Quinta crew last night, and he was the only one in jeans. Matt was. Yeah, on the mats. Yeah, oh, yeah, jeans. <laughs> so depressing. That's all right. Well, he Longo well, in fairness, Longo doesn't really rock the Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Longo lost weight, but he's not exactly jumping into a pair of blue jeans. Uh-uh. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not the Wrangler man. You should get him some some jeans, some ripped jeans, like some rock and roll leather jeans or something. I don't know. <laughs> leather jeans for Longo. Yeah. This is a big. Uh, this is a big fight too, man. I, and we were talking before about because Al's six fighting the fifteenth guy. But even though there's a nine, um, I guess ranking difference, uh, 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 he has looked and Hooker has looked really fucking good. Uh, so this is I understand why Al took this fight, but it makes people love Al the fact that he's not obsessed with rankings and who's above. He just knew this would be a good fight, and a guy said something and he took the fight. Yeah, man, and you know from. What he told me, the guy called him out and won the fight here in Australia. So I was like, hey, man, I like Australia. <laughs> Let's go, man. You call. So, hey, Al's, Al's a fucking beast, man. Al's a beast. There's no cutting corners with Al. Uh, he puts the work in, man. And you fight the way you train. That's why we, we don't worry about Al so mentally. You know, he's not. Not that people who have guys who have mental struggles that I'm not, I'm not hating on anybody. Like I said, GSP is one of the best ever. Right. I told you, know, we talked about that throwing bricks with my name on an ocean and shit, but, but I was <laughs> straight, man. He's straight mentally and he puts the work in physically. So I'm, I'm excited for, Al. I really am. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this card. <laughs> uh, also obviously the main event of, um, Adesanya against Whitaker and Whitaker hasn't fought. It seems like forever. Since yeah. It's fought. been a long time. Cause he was hurt. Yeah, he got hurt again, right? He got was, hurt, and then he had the the hernia last minute. Hernia, yes. Yeah, like right before he had the like fight. a string. Yeah. So he, they've had some. He's had some uh, bad luck. He's a tough dude, though. Yeah. But I, I kind of would like to see uh, Adesanya because I want to see Costa Adesanya. I, I think, think that would be awesome. But for me personally, I'm like I'm done doubting Whitaker. I've doubted Whitaker in absolutely. his last like ten fights, and the dude just keeps winning. I know ten straight rounds with you all, uh, Romero. Crazy. How how wait how long ago was was his last fight? When was that? I know Chris's was November of eighteen. I'm Whitaker. I'm gonna guess was at least a year. No, Whitaker. It feels like longer, man. Maybe it might be. I, I I'm going by purely with guessing. Whitaker. It was it, June of two thousand eighteen. Okay, a little over okay. a year, 15, 16 months. All right. You know what it is? There's so many fights in between that it makes it feel like it's longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah the they only... incorporate the interim and all that. You you start to forget about it. That's, oh, that's right. That he won. The, he beat Gaslam for the yeah. interim belt. Yeah. You do start to forget. And every weekend now, or every other weekend, there's a there's a fight. And none of these main events are bad fights. They're all good fights. I so mean, awesome. Chris is fighting uh, Reyes in Boston 
on uh, I, I want to say the 18th yep. as a main event, and that's not that's not a pay per view. I don't think is it? No, you know, and that's just Guys, a non pay per view main event. Jimmy, let me ask you. Um, um, Whitaker lost to Wonder Boy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, like uh, you know, Stylebender's movement. It's not the same as like a straight up karate guy or anything like that. But he does have such a fluid movement of a in and out and his range. And and then you look at the trouble that like he had with Wonder Boy. It was at 170 though, yeah. you know. And a long time he ago. Had the fight end with Wonder Boy. The Wonder Boy did Wonder Boy stop him? No, or no. I don't remember to be honest. With we you. don't have in front right, of look us. At, look at this. This is what I. Why do I call in? I got to be difficult, man. Shit. No, no, no. You're absolutely. You're absolutely I, right. <laughs> fucking Robbie Fox. Listen, I don't know, man. I think that's. I think it's interesting, man. Stylebender. I mean, look how. I mean, you look at his fight with Derek Brunson and crazy. You look at all these fights as you have, you can't just chalk it up that these other guys are having a rough night just in general, you know? I mean, style bend is something else. And then even the Gastelum fight where he showed like he could come back from that adversity of getting really badly rocked and coming back and winning that fight, that fifth round where he poured it on. Like, he is really an incredible fighter. He's more than just a a highlight reel. And and more well-rounded than he's given credit for that people think maybe if they just get him down... That's another thing. Yeah, he know? showed like those crazy rolls to get out of takedowns and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he's got some, he's got some experience. That was a uh, by the way, Matt. That was a first round TKO. Wow, of Robert okay. Whitaker, and it's hard to you know again, it's hard to imagine that uh, he's lost three out of four. Uh, Wonder Boy has lost three out of four, mm-hmm. which is yeah, a, but amazing. wasn't some of I mean the Darren, that Darren Till fight, fight was, was crazy. He that, won that, that fight. Like, you know what? Good call. He actually, yeah. I thought he won that fight. And do you remember we talked before, Matt? I, I thought that uh, Volkan Uzdemir beat Dominic Reyes. I thought he got robbed on that fight. So I, I mean, Reyes is definitely a great fighter, but I also think he is beatable. Dude, well, I mean, and, and listen, everybody's beatable. I mean, you could say what's what happens if somebody else had their neck around their arm around Khabib's neck, Khabib's neck. You know, yeah. anybody's. You could, and you know, this we're all human, man. Anybody's beatable. That's why the sport is where it is right now because yeah. it's, I feel, the most entertaining. Remember when we had Jack on the other day, uh, yeah, the Joker, and he had the reason why I really could relate when he was saying that he sees the mental coach because it's hard for him to get around that no matter how hard he trains and everything he does right, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but one shot could just make it all end. I mean, that's very. That's something that every one of us that ever fought, especially in MMA, you know, they know that feeling that it could just not do it. You could do everything right leading up from your diet to your training, your preparation. Everything's right. One zig when you should have zag it a fucking I don't want to say I don't want to throw anything out there that's going to possibly, you know, I don't want to fucking jinx anybody or anything. But and something could come out of there and could fucking end the night and whatnot. So it's just listen. Well, that's what happened to him. very stressful. And that was what happened know? against Canadair. Um, You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Canadair, I thought was doing, Canadair was going to do a good job of getting up. Um, but I, I thought uh, Hermanson was going to win that fight because, again, I'll, a lot of times take the guy who's more ferocious on the ground because uh, I always think you're going to get a hold of the guy at least once. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Jamie English took just the opposite. Uh, 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 was saying that he thinks that the guy, there's so many things, to, there's so many technical things on the ground you have to do. He was almost giving the advantage to the guy who's better standing, um, which I always... Wait, wait, say that again? Jamie English was saying that, like I, I say, kind of all things being equal, a guy like, uh, you know, a candidate I thought had a big advantage standing, and I think that Hermanson had an advantage on the ground. So in those cases, yeah. I'll normally pick the guy who's got the ground advantage. Uh, yes. Because, you know, you can... Guys are used to getting out of the way of punches. I think it's harder to get up uh, when a high-level wrestler or black belt has you on the ground. 
Well, no, that's that's one hundred percent true. But there's the exceptions of them. when there's guys like when you see a guy like Cannoneer fight off black belts from bad positions, like David Branch, who was on his that's right, true, yeah. So it's like if they know how to weather the storm, you put the same guys together rolling, he'll get tapped. But he's, he's he's not agreeing to roll with them. He's surviving, surviving, surviving. Ah, I can get out. I can explode out. By by getting a guy down like that early, like when he had him down so early, Jack, uh, uh, the Joker. Yeah. When he had him down, the, the other, I just love his nickname. I got to keep yeah. saying it. It's basically the fight started with him on his back. He had him where he wanted him. They were the driest they were going to be. Yep. During the fight, but it, he was still so explosive. So you get him that same position in the third round. The, there might be the sweat there that could change something, but some of the explosiveness could be away. And there's so these guys that are so explosive, they got that. They're timing down of, I'm going to escape right now and put everything into it. They get out. They still got juice. They unload. You're tired from trying to hold the guy in. We see what goes down. It's like the it's age rough. old, too. You know, every round starts on the feet. So no matter what, you survive. You're back on the feet at the beginning of the next right. round. So That's true. To let the Ryan Hall and his rolling fucking <laughs> I tell you, his <laughs> last <laughs> fight I enjoyed. By the way, BJ... <laughs> Ryan Hall, BJ, kind of going to BJ. A sad ending yeah. for BJ. You Super know, uh, he was supposed to fight, and uh, I guess they said those street fight. You can't have a guy that who's behaving in a volatile way for whatever reason, fighting in strip clubs, then yeah. getting knocked out. Even for especially a half he's second. on like seven or eight losses in a row right now. The losses he's not looked good in. Like nobody wants to see that guy take any more punishment. Well, I, I feel that BJ's, you know, in his heart, he's he's, he's a, a good person and a martial artist. So if there's that ever that angel and devil on his shoulder, uh, you know, he just needs the right people to pull him back into the gym and just be around doing some jujitsu and use that as his therapy and and get out of um, whatever 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 habits he's into or, or dark places into. Listen, you you hang out at a bunch of places where guys are just drinking and this and that. It's just you hang out at the club every week, something's going to go down, man. Yeah. I don't know. And I know I'm going to guess it's him me. starting it because who's going to start shit with BJ Penn? Like, what guy yeah, is going to go I don't know. Now they see the street fight videos of him getting knocked out by, like, schlubs in the street. And maybe they're like, I'll take my shot at BJ Penn for a story. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. And if you, if you, you know, if you uh, read into that one, like, you heard BJ's side of it, he didn't know the guy. And yeah. It was one of those things. So Oh, he knew him. Okay. He was like a stalker. Yeah, he knew him and he didn't expect the guy to hit. I mean, listen, there's always a couple sides to everything, but, uh, I don't know, man. I know he. I know he's got kids, and I know he's. Uh, I know he's a good person. I know. I know BJ's a good guy. I do. And uh, so I just, you know, I, I just hope the best with BJ. All right, Matt. Well, listen. I see we got Chris. Is it who we have next? We have Chris coming on. Um, oh, I love myself some Chris Weidman. Listen, That's good. Am I seeing you Monday? This is the thing, man. I'm going back in time on Monday. I'm yeah. leaving here on Monday because the, the fight's actually Sunday here, but oh, Saturday right. for you guys. Dude, it's fucking crazy, dude. I'm I'm bonkers. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I got. Oh, now I just forgot what I was saying. Oh no. So I'm leaving Monday, and I'm coming back Monday. All so right. I'll be back Monday night. So the answer is no. I'm okay. Not see you well, have a but safe trip, you, buddy. I'll see you, Jimmy. Look at me. I'll see you Wednesday. Okay. And <laughs> I, I want you to watch this back I later. That you can see me sometimes. All right. What's that? I want you to watch this back later. Our interview you fucking suck. You don't make me self-conscious. <laughs> don't make me self-conscious. <laughs> Good Bye, talk guys. to you. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon. Bye. See you. What a guy. What yeah, a yeah. guy. Uh, yeah, he sounded like he might be a little uh, 
Sound like he bit his tongue or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if those were Tic Tacs in the beginning. I, I don't think so. No, <laughs> it might have been something else that was edible and healthy. Uh, so let's try to get Chris on the phone. It'll be good to uh, good to talk to Weidman. Again. I've actually never spoken to Chris Weidman, but he's always been one of my favorite fighters since he knocked out Anderson Silva. When I was real early into this sport, I was super against all the showboating. I hated it. Now I love it. But here, here he is. I, I think at that time. Oh, there he is. I, I keep forgetting hey. we have uh, Sky. What's up, Chris? How you doing? What's up? How are you? What's going good, on? buddy? Uh, yeah, hey. we have, uh, Robbie's in today because Matt is in Australia. Matt lost some weight. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. got some tattoos, got some glasses. What's going on? What's going on? How you doing, man? Um, in, is this a new to... studio? Oh, yeah, you haven't. It's been a while. Yeah, it looks. Is it look? How does it look on camera? It looks pretty cool. I gotta say, I like the little. I like the carpet. I like. Was that corkboard? Yeah, Matt and I have mixed feelings about it because they 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 sold us on the idea we could put little tchotchkes and shit in there, but there's <laughs> no room for anything. So it's basically just like like you know the backdrop from Mary Drive Tyler Moore behind us. It's yeah, 1975. If you can't fit your phone in there or keys, then man. Definitely not. Way too tiny. It's too tiny. Yeah, it's a very 70s uh, vibe to it. Uh, but I'm glad yeah. you're fighting again, man. Uh, we've missed Thank watching you. you. Uh, did you have surgery or something? Yeah, so after my last fight, I had a neck surgery. Um, they had to do an artificial disc replacement where they basically, like, just push in a fake disc. So they don't they don't fuse any of your joints. Um, they just kind of, like, give you a new disc that goes in there, fits in there, and kind of fits perfect, and then your neck feels better. How long is the so recovery? I feel, I feel really good. And then I actually had a knee scope as well after, like, probably a couple months after that. Oh, okay. How long is the recovery for a neck disc? Uh, it was like 10 weeks, 10 weeks until I could get back into anything I wanted. Um, yeah, the biggest thing for me was that I had some weakness that developed from, I had a herniation for a little bit. So after the fight, I realized like my arm was way weaker than my other arm. And so I had to, I had to fix that. Uh, hang on, hang on one second. Are you just Hello? in somebody else's room? I'm, I'm used <laughs> to kick me out. I'm uh, in Lifetime Fitness right now. He has to use one of their offices, and then I guess the person's office I'm in just came and tried to kick me out. That was a little awkward. Oh, yeah, that was you don't get Chris Wadden out of the room. The guys, I forgot the guy's name who let me in, so I, I, look, I look suspect. The, the, <laughs> the next knock is going to be the police. Um, yeah. yeah. What are you doing in here? There's an ultimate fighter in my office. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're the main event. Uh, it's an interesting fight, Dominic Reyes, too, uh, because there had been speculation about you moving up for quite a while. What what finally made you go, all right, this is the time, and I, I know I'm ready to do this, and I want to do it? I feel like um, after having the neck surgery, I said, you know, I, I didn't want to deplete my body of nutrition anymore and, like, break my body down by cutting all that weight all the time, and I just want to stay as healthy as possible. So... Um, you know, why not? You know, why not? I, th I thought it was a good time. I always wanted to go up to 205. I had different plans on how it was going to happen, but um, this is the way it ended up going. And I feel great about the decision, the timing, and um, I'm excited about it. What is it like? I mean, you're not in the, the fight week yet, so I, I would love to be talking to you right before because I've talked to a few guys and with the difference in the lead up when you're not cutting the way you had to cut is probably going to make you feel much different when you're actually in the cage. Yeah, I'm hoping so. You know, uh, we'll, we'll find out. But um, I'm excited not to kill myself to make all that weight. I mean, to lose all that weight right before the fight. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm really I'm, I have no like strict number that I want my weight to be at. I'm, I'm curious on how my body reacts to cutting the weight. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty much not going to be cutting too much weight. I'm like 216, 217 now. So I'm like oh, 10, wow, 11 yeah. pounds over. Kind of eat what I want. Uh, when I want and I have no issues so 
Um, I'm gonna. I, I feel like not making that weight cut is gonna definitely help me inside the octagon, especially in the later rounds. Um, help me take shots better. Help me, you know, obviously be stronger. Uh, you know, so I think uh, there's only positives really that come out of it. What do you think of? Uh, I mean, Reyes again. He's uh He's I believe he's undefeated. Uh, but I, the, the Uzdemir fight. And I've said that I, I thought that uh, Uzdemir won that fight. I thought that he kind of, again, it wasn't a blowout, but I did think that he deserved to win that fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I um, I watched that fight, I think, twice now. And, yeah, I thought Uzdemir won. It was definitely close. But I did think Uzdemir won that fight. He had a couple takedowns. Um, and so I thought he won that fight. But it was close enough to where you never know when you, when you leave it to the judges. Yeah, uh, yeah. again, it wasn't a, a highway robbery. But uh, he said that he felt like almost insulted that you were his first matchup. And again, maybe that's just him talking, uh, or maybe he's a little more worried about you than he wants to to let on. H- how do you feel? Uh, again, he's such a, a great hitter, but obviously you know you have a tremendous advantage, I think, on the ground, even though he has a wrestling background. Yeah, I mean, he's a, uh, he's a tall, athletic kid. Um, I mean, he hasn't fought anything even close to me. I, he hasn't fought any wrestlers yet. And, you know, he's getting taken down by Volkan Ozdemir. Um, and no disrespect to Volkan Ozdemir, sure. but he's not me when it comes to wrestling and to my ground game. Um, so he definitely has his work cut out for him. We, you know, obviously we shall see, but um, I've been in there with better strikers, more dangerous strikers, and guys who are way better on the ground and had better wrestling. So, um, you know, I'm expecting a war, you know, because you have to. Um, but I definitely have some big advantages in this fight that I'm, I'm – I'm excited to take advantage of. You do because you, you talk about Ustamir not again a great striker, but not wrestling is not it was a strong point. You saw it happen against Cormier. Uh, I believe it was a second round. Uh, yeah. You, you know, I mean, again, a, a good wrestler yeah. is a, a striker's worst nightmare is to get have a good wrestler all over you. I, I kind of missed the uh, end of that. What'd you say? I was saying a striker's worst nightmare is a good wrestler getting a hold of you. I mean, that that's just a bad yeah. position to be in. I mean, you know, you might stop a couple takedowns, but I'm going to keep coming and that zaps your energy. It's going to zap your, your arms and you're not going to be able to punch as heavy. And the more you commit on punches, the more it gives me opportunity for takedowns. So it changes the game completely. Um, and, uh, and then you also have to worry about getting knocked out at the same time. So it really changes the game. You know, MMA is just MMA in general. You could have two strikers in there, or you know, like you could have a guy like Adesanya fighting a guy like Gaslam. Gaslam is more known as a wrestler, has a heavy left hand, and they go five rounds pretty much on their feet, and it's very close fight. And if you put them in a kickboxing match, you would, I would imagine that Adesanya picks apart Gaslam, and it's completely different. It's just amazing how uh, those small gloves changes everything. That's why we the, love this sport. And the fact and the idea of the takedown, just the just that being a, a a possibility changes everything. And I'm curious, this is a very interesting division right now, the 205 division. There aren't many contenders, you know, things are kind of in limbo and you've kind of managed to start sort of a rivalry with Jones already. Dominic Reyes has, has said if he wins this fight, he wants a title shot. Do you feel the same way? Do you think if you win this fight, you should get John Jones right away, being the rivalry is already sort of built in. It's your first time at light heavyweight, and you could be defeating, you know, possibly the next contender. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would love to, if it's up to me, you know, I I dominate Dominic Reyes. I go against John Jones. That's the goal. I want to beat the best. Um, And 
but I'm not I'm not really focused on that. I'm fo- I'm focused on Dominic Reyes. I take care of business, and we'll see what happens. But I will say, all the guys that kind of ranked in the top five, I feel like John Jones has kind of beat most of them already. Yeah. So it does kind of give me the ability to kind of skip the rankings a little bit and jump up there. If if the UFC, the fans, and everybody, if it makes sense, you know, we'll see. You know, first first things first. I got to prove myself in the in the weight class. Uh, otherwise, none of this matters. Do you miss any now? Now, I mean, obviously you're in, you're in camp now, but do you miss uh, acting? I mean, you had a quite quite a gig going there. Is that something you want to do more of? Because you seem to be good at it, and you seem to love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll take it when opportunities come. It's not something that I'm obsessed with doing at this point in my life. Um, it's definitely not something that comes supernatural to me. If if I'd be completely honest, I had really great coaching. When it came to my acting, uh, my first time ever acting, I was on set with Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and and they were so cool with me. And obviously, they're so comfortable on set that they were able to help me out and like you know, flow with me before we actually got onto stage and and help me help me deal with uh, like just kind of help me learn how to act, um, try to be as natural as I possibly could on camera. But if I was like with a couple like a bunch of strangers and. They told me like read these lines and you gotta and you gotta go and act a certain way, man. I'm not I'm not gifted <laughs> like a lot of these people. I'm I'm not that guy. Well, if I can, I need, if, I need a lot of help. I need a lot of help. If I could choose your gifts or Kevin's gifts, I would take your gifts. Yeah, uh, I would much rather be able to do what you do than do what he does. Now, the way it was the first time you did this, and I may have asked you this already with Adam and Kevin. Was that in front of a live studio audience? Yeah, it was live. It was uh, live studio audience, and it's funny because Adam Sandler, as comfortable as he was, he was actually nervous as hell because he hasn't. He, he wasn't in front of a live audience in a very long time, like in like twenty years or something like that. And so he was like crapping his pants. I'm like, are you? You're, you're nervous? Are you kidding me? Now I'm freaking <laughs> out. Like, are you joking? Uh, yeah, he was going over his lines and he's like messing up and stuff. I'm like, this is insane to see Adam like this. It's just. You know, different. He like he flew in. He got in on a Tuesday. The thing's on a Friday. It's very short notice. You know, he's busy. He's got a lot of things. He's got obviously a lot of things going on. Um, but it's, it's cool to see that. You know, he's he's as normal of a guy as you could possibly imagine. So it's yeah, such a cool dude. I, I don't know him. I know I know Kevin a little bit better. Uh, but th- that's a tremendous uh, first time to be doing it, especially Crazy. with a guy as established as Kevin and and, and a legend like. Uh, Adam and uh, and you wind up pulling it off. Uh, I, I would be comforted knowing the other guy was nervous because it wouldn't make me feel as bad. Like, all right, well, he's a little fucked up, so me being fucked up is okay. Yes, it did. It did make me feel a little bit better about the situation. To be honest, I'm like, all right, you know what? It's okay to be nervous, like, because <laughs> if Adam Sandler's nervous, I mean, I've been watching him since I'm a little kid, and the biggest, my, some of my favorite movies there are, and to see him, you know, in real life, just being nervous doing something with me, it was it was crazy. All right, well, Chris, look at me. We love talking to you. And uh, October, I uh, make sure I get that right. 18th, uh, the main event in Boston, uh, your first time at light heavyweight against Dominic Reyes, who is obviously not, he's number four. He's not an easy fight. But I do think that uh, you're going to get done what you need to get done in this uh, fight. I have uh, total faith in you. So good luck, man, okay? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, all right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, Chris, take care. What a crazy story about doing that for the first time. Live studio audience, yeah. Adam Sandler, Kevin James. This that's crazy. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny, Chris is such a nice, a nice dude. Um 
I had a follow up thought and I can't remember. You ever have a follow up thought? I, w- I was saying yeah. that to lead into something and I just totally forgot because now I'm thinking like, yeah, your first time with those guys, that, that's a fucking horrifying. It's like coming into the UFC and facing like a killer right away on your debut or something. It's the pressure's on. Did you see, by the way, the trailer for that new Adam Sandler movie where he's getting like Oscar buzz? That is called um, uh, something gems, gems, uncut uh, gems, uncut gems. That's it. And uh, did Scorsese direct that or no? No, I crazy. He did no, not. he had something. Oh, he it's just a, tweeted it's a, it. It's a yeah, it's a different director who's also did he very it or famous. Something? I, he, cause he, he, Might have been involved with it. Yeah, because he did tweet. He put it on Instagram or something like that. Um, yeah, I saw the, the trailer for that. It looked pretty good. It looks really damn good. Sandler's getting Oscar buzz, and like he's had a few movies where he's really showed his acting chops. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, what is it, Rain on Me, Rain Over Me. I did not. It's he plays a very a very sad like he lost his family in nine eleven. It's a very serious oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. But he plays it seriously, so I'm looking forward to that. Like Sandler in a serious role, Mike Francesa playing That's his right. bookie. Like what a weird. Well, I'm a big Spanglish guy, as so many of us are. I mean, when it comes to Adam's serious work, Spanglish. Um, which I've never actually seen. I can't show it. Uh, but I like him. Again, I, I met him once. I wish I knew him better. I wish I was friends with him because Adam is a guy who puts his fucking friends in movies. Yeah. By the way, it's all my shitty comedian friends. Adam is a good guy. He puts, I mean, you know, Chris Rock, David Spade. These guys are all doing nothing but Adam Sandler movies. Colin Quinn, just guys that don't for you. My favorite guy, my favorite, like, my guy, I, we, I, I kind of call him Mike Gretzky, um, is Kevin Smith. And he's another guy who just, for the, his entire career, has put his friends in yes. movies. Yes. I, I Kevin yesterday. He, uh, Kevin, for reboot, yeah, right? He put me in two films. This is what a man of his word Kevin is. He, We had interviewed him one time. We were joking about him putting me in a movie. It was, it was, he was kidding. And he goes, all right, I'll put you in something. I'm like, all right. And then like X amount of months later, I get a call. He's like, yeah, we're shooting Zach and Miri in Pittsburgh. And they fly me to Pittsburgh. And uh, again, it was a very quick scene. I just had to improv uh, something about work the balls, work the shit, like a porn audition. Um, and I wasn't even in the room with uh, Seth Rogen and whoever, whoever the woman was in that. But yeah, he's used me in a couple of things. He's a good guy. I wish I was closer with him because I don't have bigger roles. Uh, <laughs> or I wish I was better at acting than I'd have bigger roles. But yeah, he's a guy who just, he's loyal. And if he likes you, he likes you. Yeah, he's the man. I've been a fan of his forever. Once again, you know, born and raised in New Jersey. Oh, you he's kind of, yeah. Have yeah. you talked to him? Yeah, I actually got the chance to interview him. This is my first tattoo ever. Why not? I got on my wrist. That's like Kevin Smith's, you know, mantra that he lives his life by. He's a really good guy. Yeah, yesterday we, we talked to him for a little while. Him and Jason came in together, and yeah. he's uh, he looks really good, man. He lost a lot of weight. Crazy, yeah. I can't believe he's vegan. Like, of all the things that you can't believe, thin is one thing because you have a heart attack, but vegan... By the way, talk about a guy who's always doing something. Yeah. He's fucking amazing. He's like, yeah, I'm doing this podcast. Uh, you know, it's about wicker furniture, and he could talk for three hours about wicker furniture. He's just a gifted <laughs> yeah. talker. So, uh, yeah, I, I love Kevin, and I'm glad he is, uh, I'm glad he's all right. Uh, what about Michelle Watterson? How are we looking with Michelle? Uh, still about five minutes. Cool. Cool, we oh, got wow. some time. What's oh, my God. I didn't realize how late it was. Um, also, yeah, John Joe, there was a little bit of UFC news that I wanted to uh, cover. What what fight was just added? Oh, Kevin Lee, uh, Gregor Gillespie was awesome added fight. to yeah. uh, 244 at MSG. Uh, Gillespie's 13-0, undefeated. Uh, that's also... Uh, uh, Gaslam, Darren Till, Corey Anderson against Johnny Walker, and of course Vicente Luque against Wonderboy, and uh, Ivanov against Derek Lube. What a fucking Caitlin Chukagian's on that card. Another, another New Jennifer York. Maya, yeah, yeah. Uh, Caitlin, I think is number three, and uh, we're I think gonna... she's. I think she might be two now. I think. If, I mean, I thought Rangers. she was going to get a title shot after her last win. I think if she wins here at MSG, you know, in front of a hometown crowd, hopefully in good fashion, she will uh, get a title shot. She was the first fighter that I ever. Was had the opportunity of making content with. We had a submission challenge over at Henzo Gracie's where she submitted me uh, 19 times in four minutes. 
Wow. And then kicked me in the head. Oh, so do you train a little bit? Uh, no, nah, I, I, I can't really say that. No, I have on a number of occasions, but I would say no. Caitlin, um, we'd always talked about me taking something. And of course, I'm just a, I'm always tired and the fans are sick of hearing this. I don't blame <laughs> Oh, She's number one, by the way. Okay, uh, she she's is. She's number Deservedly one. Deservedly so. Wow, I did. I was looking at I guess old rankings a week ago. It's Shevchenko and then her. Yeah. So um, we, we had talked about me taking a, a thing at Henzo's, and she actually followed up on. She DM me on Twitter. Yeah. She's like, Are you ever going to take your? Because she was going to be a part of my first class. I really should do it because she's so nice. And it, it'd be fun if we got like a group class together. We got Matt, you, me with the knee scope. You know, Matt with the knee scope with the jeans, all that, and we took like a, some kind of group class, like Pilates. I want to take it. I'm always so tired, though. Like I just, uh, <laughs> I, I know I'd tap very quickly just out of being exhausted. And then Jimmy Rivera's invited me because he has a uh, a school not far from where I live, and I'm just stupid. <laughs> I really am. I'm a fucking dope, Robbie. Like all these great, fi- they're all nice guys, and yeah. they want to help you out. And the nicest people you'll ever meet in jujitsu gyms. Yeah. I'm telling you, you be you'll be welcomed into their community instantly. The last time I went to Henzo's, I got put in like a I think they call it like a, a crossbow choke by this little kid maybe six times in a row, got up and then just went and threw up. And then I got like a DM on Twitter and someone was like, did I just see you throwing up at Henzo's? Didn't recognize you without your glasses, nerd. And I was like, God damn, people saw me throwing yep. up. It's a whole thing. Why were so. you throwing up? Was, had, was just it? exhaustion. I was so out of shape that I, I was I was like rolling for a while, yeah. really intensely. And I, I kind of tried to hit the ground running without stretching, without warming up, oh, without anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that'll do it. Jiu-Jitsu's a bitch. It is. I, and I would rather take something stand... It's, you know Jamie English? Have you talked yeah, to Jamie? Yeah, I've never was, talked to him, but I know of him. He was in yesterday, uh, uh, Monday. And uh, such a soft-spoken, quiet guy. Like, I, I, I want to see him because I know he's dangerous. And, <laughs> and, but I can't picture it because he's such a lovely guy. You got to see it unleashed? Because I, I, I know it's a problem because he's so quiet. And so, and those are the fucking guys that when they get angry, they're horrible. Like, yeah. You know, those those real quiet, sweet guys. Um, We're so, about to talk to one of those fighters herself, Michelle Waterson, yes. you know, the fight mom, once called. Uh, yeah, but she wants to be the first champion, I believe, who's a mother. Is that correct? She does. Her and uh, uh, Mackenzie Dern is up on the trail, too, wants that title as well. She but just she, had a kid, and she said she wants to be the first mother that is a UFC champion. How many times does she miss weight? A lot. She has, yeah. Uh, is she going to move up? I mean... Uh, I, I think she has no plans on moving up. Also, the accent thing with her is a little weird, right? That was strange. <laughs> yeah. She needed a translator for one of her fights, which was also a bit strange. I think she used a translator in a post-fight interview. Uh, yeah, I don't Born and raised in America, English first Phoenix, language. I want to say, right? Am I incorrect? Yeah, I think Phoenix? so. Um, yeah, I guess uh, sometimes if you immerse I'm yourself... I'm a fan, though. I'm a fan into of her. A, yeah, I mean, she's a very dangerous fighter. Um Sometimes if you immerse yourself into a, a, a culture, maybe you just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't understand that one either. I would love to talk to her and, and talk about that. You know, we interviewed what her once, there. but I don't think we asked that. Because um, I watched the video. I'm like, ah, I don't want her to think I'm being a dick. I was, yeah. I was happy. Um, and Ben Askren is fighting again. Um, when, when is he fighting uh, Damien? Oh, October 26th. Yeah, oh, no, that Sing- was one story. Oh, uh, yeah. In Singapore. In Singapore. Um, I guess they want to see how he does on the ground. Yeah, that that fight worries me a little bit in that, like, I think hardcore fans are super interested in that fight, and we're kind of looking at it like, all right, who's the best grappler in MMA? But I think casual fans might look at that and go like, oh, wrestling, and not realize the level of mixed martial arts we'll be able to watch. But I think Ben Askren will have, like, a lot of support, because obviously he was with one championship for a while, and they're they're based out of Singapore. So he's fought there more times than he's fought in the U.S., So hopefully that'll be cool. It'll be a cool environment. 
I wouldn't be surprised if if Maya uh, started the fight uh, punching. Uh, you know, I mean, he threw more punches than Woodley in that fight. He should start it with a running knee. Yeah. <laughs> just try it. Yeah, just what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? What's the yeah. worst that's going to happen? Damian Maya's not afraid of going to the ground. Yeah. Um, but that is a very, very big fight for, for Ben Askren because, again, the whole Lawler thing was very questionable. Totally. Uh, and Masvidal is almost... It's a loss, but it's almost one of those ones where anyone can get caught with a knee. You look at Yoel Romero and, and Chris just shooting the wrong direction. Anyone can get caught with a knee, and totally. a knee uh, coming at a flying angle like that it would knock almost anybody out. Yeah. So there's really no disgrace in just getting caught with a knee. And there's probably very few fighters that would have seen that coming. Yeah. Like, just nobody saw that coming. You did not expect it. Um, I want to know what the co-main on that, because you're right, there's casual fans that might go, ah, I don't know if I want to see uh, a wrestler against a, a jiu-jitsu black belt. I wonder what the co-main and the fight before that will be. Do we have a card for Singapore? Do we have a, a lineup of the card? Is it just that? There's got to be more. There's no way these fights are not booked. I mean, I'm sure I'm just being mentally lazy and not fucking <laughs> looking it up. Um, it's uh, Michael Johnson is the co-main against Stevie Ray. Oh, there you go. So there, that'll be fireworks. You get a yeah. Michael Johnson fight, you know he's going out and swinging. Uh, yeah. And he kind of resented uh, uh, Sergey Pavlich's fighting, uh, Maurice Green, uh, Julia Villa, and uh, Carol Rosa. So it's a decent card, uh, but I think that, yeah, you're right. They wanted to put a, a stand-up fight if they could. Yeah. You can never, you know, predict. Because, again, you know, who, who would have thought that Woodley Maya would be what it was? I mean, you know. Totally, yeah. Imagine Maya and uh, Maya and Askren go in there and just have a fucking war. Yeah, five just a rounds. slugfest. Yeah, that'd be insane. What do you think happens now with uh, Tyron Woodley? I mean, uh, you know, it's Usman, Colby Covington, and, and, and you know, obviously Tyron wants a shot at the belt. Yeah. But the last fight was a very tough fight for him. I mean, that was a that was a fifty to forty five. Fight. Yeah, dominated. I think Leon Edwards would be a good opponent for him. Leon kind of got caught up in that whole thing where it looked like maybe he could get a fight with Masvidal because they yeah. had the backstage fight. That's what I want to say. He's on a crazy tear. Leon's had, I think, eight or nine in a row. Um, and he he's like deserved of someone like Woodley, especially in that, all right, this will be another good bar to see where Woodley's at. That's right. A guy on the rise. Can Woodley Is Woodley going to shut him down right away and say that's why I was the fucking champ? Or is Leon Edwards going to come in, knock out Woodley, and we're immediately like moved on almost? Yeah, you're going to have... Uh, okay, you have Colby... I think that would be really cool. I, I do, too. And that, it does seem kind of logical, because either one of those guys could technically be in line uh, for a shot. Woodley, because he was the champion, and he kind of earned at least one rematch, uh, yeah. or one more shot at the title. Uh, and Leon... But then again, there's Masvidal and, 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 and Diaz. Like, what happens there? Yeah, I mean, the BMF uh, championship. Yeah. if uh, Let's just say, I, I think Usman's going to beat Colby. Okay, uh, I think he's too strong. I think so too. That performance against Tyron was like I, I thought of actually TJ Dillashaw's win over Henan Burrell, like his original title right. win. Yes, how that was just such a shocking. Like I cannot believe I'm watching this guy dominate. Yes, Henan Burrell. That's how I felt with Usman and Woodley because I I really like both fighters. I think both fighters are exciting to watch in the yep. cage. But I I thought that would be like real like grind them out close 50-50 fight with the maybe a yep. split decision in the end. Nope, not even close. Yeah, you could see that Woodley was just very frustrated and couldn't get anything uh, off, and Usman was just possessed. Uh, and he looked he looked incredible. He almost that finished night. him with strikes against the cage. He was you know laying on those uppercuts and and the the elbows and all that. It was crazy. Yeah, so I, I think that he'll be... Again, Colby, though, I think people sleep on him because he's, like, dislikable. Yeah. And he's annoying and a loudmouth. But he's a great fighter. I mean, and he totally. puts constant pressure. He doesn't get tired. Most you know, strikes he, ever thrown in a UFC fight in his last right. fight. Who was that against? That was... Uh, uh, well, not, Robbie Lawler. Lawler, right. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, do, I do think that's going to be a, a tough fight, but I do think that Usman will beat him in that fight. And then... That my, was also just officially announced as the main event, by the way, for UFC 245, because that fight, that card has three title fights on it. So that one will serve as the main event, and there will be dual co-main events in Holloway versus Volkanovski and uh, Jermaine oh, thought, Durandamy versus Amanda Nunez. That's right. I thought a Holloway a Volkanovski was the main event. No. La- last night they announced, yeah, Usman Covington oh, will serve as the main event. Oh, maybe they hadn't announced it. I, I just, okay, I was going by the order I had heard them in. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why that is. It's probably because I'm going to guess... Colby had uh, you know Eric and Donald Trump Jr. come, and he's kind of a bigger name, and the, uh, and maybe because they want to make a hundred percent sure that Max, you know, because again Max has had a couple that he wasn't able yep. to make, and Volkanovski is not as known uh, as uh, Usman or Covington. Usman and Covington are it's the better built-in rivalry for the for the right. commercials and all that. I think Holloway's never going to be a guy who's going to go out there and say "fuck you," That's "I hate point, you," you right. know, all that kind of stuff. So I think you got to put that just for the like, oh my God, there is, you know, these guys want blood. What do you think, Duran or against uh, Amanda? I think that goes pretty much the exact same way that the Amanda Nunez Ronda Rousey fight went. I think the same way the Amanda Nunez Cyborg fight went. I think Amanda Nunez is going to go out there and maul her in the first round. You don't think uh, Duran uh, legs do anything? You don't think she's able to keep her back with maybe some front kicks to the body, uh, some leg kicks? You, you think that Amanda walks right through that? Yeah, I do. I really do. Amanda's just. Amanda, I, I, I've, it's rare to see a fighter on such a tear that Amanda's on. Like the way she knocked out home with that head kick in July. Come on, That's right? Yeah, I mean, and she's and she's destroying Des- everybody. Destroying. It's not. She's not picking up wins. She's picking up like murders, basically. C- Cyborg was the most amazing. I mean, again, I I had her pick to win that fight, but not in a first round knockout. I didn't think she would win that fight. I was like, Cyborg's undefeated for a reason. Cyborg's going to go in there and, and somehow figure it out. What did she have one? She had lost her first fight, then won 20 in a row. If I, I think so, that. yeah. Um, uh, uh, hello, do we have Michelle on the uh, phone? This is her. Hey, Michelle, how are you? You're talking to Jim Norton and Robbie Fox. Uh, uh, Matt is uh, in Australia right now. How are you? Oh, is he really? He never wants to talk to me, but it's good to talk to you. <laughs> Not only does he miss talking to you, he almost canceled his Australia trip just to be here. <laughs> For this, but he's in Ally Quinta's corner, and Al's the co-main event, and he said that would be a problem. There's no way for Matt to yeah, Skype in corner. That, that might be. I'll let him slide for that. You know, I'll let him slide for that. No, do you guys usually talk about comic books? Are you a big comic book fan? Because I know Matt is very big on that. I'm not much of a comic book fan as much as I am wa- liking to watch Marvel movies. The movies. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Because Matt bonds with certain people. Yeah. And I just yeah. kind of sit here and watch him conduct the interview because I don't really know much about Marvel movies. But I'll ask you a Marvel question. What do you think of the new Joker? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I know that's not a Marvel movie. Jim. I know. Jim. <laughs> oh, I fucked up already. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to get me heated in this room, man. <laughs> yeah, don't get those twisted. All right, I apologize. First of all, do, do you care about this movie? I mean, you're not that Marvel loyal, right? Do you, is this a movie you're looking forward to or no? Oh, I love, I, I'm I'm such a movie buff, especially when I'm in camp. Sometimes that's, you know, that's my getaway. That's my recovery. I just go and, you know, grab a cup of water and, and chill out and watch movies, you know? When you're weight cutting, I, I think this is the nerve of me. Whenever I'm in a steam room for 15 minutes or a sauna with zero pressure to do anything, I wonder how does a fighter actually do this when they have to be in there? You'll wear a sweatsuit and they, they'll they put you in this sauna. What do you do to keep your mind off what you're actually doing? You know what? I actually um, I, I enjoy the process. I think it's that last 
battle that you have to get through mentally in order to be prepared for the fight. Um, and I enjoy it, um, you know, every time, you know, a bead of sweat falls off of me, that's, you know, that's me overcoming something that um, is uncomfortable. So let me ask you, when you can't drink water, obviously, um, are, are you allowed to have a little ice on your tongue? I remember that scene in Raging Bull where you just give yeah. me a sliver of ice from my tongue. Would it make that much of a difference if you took just a little sip of water? Does that set like a chain reaction off in your body that would stop the weight from coming off as fast? Yeah, I think everybody's different. It just depends on your body type and how much you're cutting and what you're cutting from. Cutting from muscle, if you're cutting from fat. But um, honestly, um, a 115 isn't a hard weight cut for me. I used to fight at atom weight, and so um, I really enjoy fighting at at uh, straw weight because I'm I'm able to focus more on training and uh, versus cutting weight, and I love that. Yeah, we just talked to Chris Weidman, who's uh, moving up to uh, light heavyweight, and, and I'm always fascinated with with people who go through giant weight cuts. Like, you know, there's people mm-hmm. that will go through, and probably more than men because they just get heavy naturally, uh, naturally heavier. But to go through like a 20 or 25-pound weight cut, it just seems like, why not? I, I don't know. Just, the depletion in your body that week, I, I think there's no way that that pays off for a fighter. Yeah, I think there, you uh, a fighter reaches a point where it can be um, a disadvantage, really, but only the fighter knows that, you know. There's only so much you can cut and dehydrate until, you know, you, you can't replenish that back up. And, you know, it's shown with, with some fighters like, like Dillashaw, I, I think that, um, that it really did affect him against the fight. You know, with Cejudo, you, you, your brain doesn't have the liquid it needs in order to function and move around. And, and, and when you get hit, it short, short circuits a lot faster because, you know, there's, there's no liquid in there. And it, it, all, it all has a ripple effect. And you're fighting Yuani uh, and Jacek in... Uh in Tampa. Uh, what do you think of Ioana? Because again, she was undefeated and then she has lost three out of four fights. Uh, what do you think about her at this point in her fighting career? You know, I think that at this point in her fighting career, she's hungry to get back to her, her position. And, you know, I'm expecting the most hungry, motivated Joanna there is. Um, now, with that being said, um, you know, it, when, when you face loss, um, a couple things happen to you as a fighter. You either go back to your drawing boards and, and, and figure out what wrong, or um, or you try to ignore those things and 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 not face them. And I'm not not sure what uh, what Joanna has done, but like I said, Joanna's uh, uh, a champion. You know, she's put to be a champion for a very long time, and I expect you know nothing nothing less than to her than her full for her full potential and e- and even better. You know, coming back and and learning from her mistakes and and revamping her style what do you think of the uh the new champ in the division uh wiley zhang i mean were you surprised at that uh you know again it's kind of hard to pick against uh andrage but uh zhang looked incredible were you shocked at that result or did you kind of see that coming i actually i wasn't shocked um you know uh styles makes fights and um and this is nothing uh nothing against andrage but she you know she before she got that um, amazing takedown um, against Rose, she was she was getting picked apart, you know, with with Rose's stand up. And you know, if, if Rose would have just stayed focused for a little longer and caught her with, you know, two or three more combinations, I think it would have been a completely different story. Um, but anything can happen in a fight, and that's why that's why I love MMA. And um, I think sometimes when people get big knockouts like that, it can be like a false sense of of confidence because 
Andrade truly knew that she was down on the scorecards and she had to do something out of desperation and and it, it paid um you know it paid dividends in the fight against her and Rose but when she you know Wei Lee studied that and and when was prepared for those those desperate um you know pile driver shots and and um she was ready for them and and, and uh, Andrade didn't have an answer for that so yeah, and you're right. I mean, she just happened to get dropped on her head, which most people that would put out. Do you think Rose's stand-up is a little underrated? Because she did tap Joanna uh, due to strikes, which nobody saw coming in that in that first fight. Do you think that people, because she's so good on the ground, underrate her stand-up a bit? Not at all. I, I I've never underrated uh, Rose's striking. I mean, her you know her her main coach is a is a boxing coach, you know, that's what she's got all that footwork, head movement, really, really tight slips, um, angles. Um, and they're really able to just, um, figure Joanna's movement out and, and close that distance. But I, I honestly feel like Rose is a very well-rounded fighter. And so is Waylee. And that's why they've made it, th- made it to the top. And, uh, 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 uh I guess I would say it. Uh, she recently called you a friend. Then she said she likes Joanna's chances against you. What did you make of that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> it's got to be weird um, in that game for someone to pick against you and also consider themselves your friend. Like, that is, that's got to be a little awkward. You know, it's weird because it's kind of like the Highlander, that old series, you know, like, there's only a few of us in, on this world, and um, we have to, you know, we're gunning for each other to get to the top, and, you know, there can be only one, so... <laughs> I like Wade Lee too. Maybe she's maybe she wants Joanna to win so that she doesn't have to fight me. Um, maybe but, yeah. Uh, you know, so um, either way, it, it's going to end up happening. You know, that my my eyes on the gold and and I have to defeat Joanna in order to get there. So now, if you do win this fight, you're currently seven. Joanna's five. So let's just say you do win and you and you uh, flip with her, and maybe Rose is ready to fight, or maybe she isn't. Uh, do you think they make you take, and again, I know you cannot look past Joanna, of course, but just, you know, in, in conversationally, do you think that they want you to take somebody else before a possible title fight? Um, I don't know. You know, like I said, my eyes on the gold, I would love to be able to fight for the belt after this fight. Um, in my opinion, I think the rankings are shit and, um, Joanna should not be ranked where she's at. Um, and, um, I guess that's like a whole different topic of conversation, but, um, you know, I feel like a win over Joanna should solidify me for um, a, a shot at the belt next. And, uh, no, obviously we asked Chris the same thing because he's done some acting. You've done some stunt work and some acting. Is it one of those things that you want to do more of? I mean, getting ready for a fight, even though you are fighting for something, you know, huge and that you really want. I mean, when you're, when you're acting on a set, aren't you like, this is just an easier way to make a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that it would be a fool not to take advantage of the platform um while while it's here you know um so i think that would be something very fun and something that i I enjoy doing and and something that's outside of the realm of what i'm doing now and i I enjoy a good challenge and um pushing myself and expanding you know my horizons and i think you know falling into acting would be a, a very fun uh uh journey do you get nervous when you act uh do you are you afraid I think it's just like anything else that's new. It just takes time and practice. And, um, you know, the more you do it, the, the, the more you are able to settle into it. And, and the more you practice, the, the more confidence uh, that you get from it. And, and it just, you know, it's that complete circle that continues to, to, to go round and round. You have to take it 
um, as a serious craft, just like fighting, like nobody can just throw the gloves on and then and, and get into the octagon. You know, you really have to uh, really immerse yourself in, in the craft. You know, I panic so badly with pressure. I'm amazed at how I, I was talking to somebody recently. I was on a set. And I, I was just speaking to him briefly, but I was nervous because he's a bigger actor, you know. And and I, 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 I when I talk, my my words are thin, and I, I feel like I'm speaking from inside a balloon. Like I'm amazed at how people handle the pressure of getting in and having to fight. What is it you'll do for yourself when you're feeling that? Like when when panic wants to come in, how do you calm yourself from that? Um, I think it's a lot of breathing, a lot of connecting your your mind with your body and allowing yourself to get into a, a state of mind or, or frame of mind, whatever you want to call it, to where you can actually perform. And that's that's the that's the key to life is being able to control your nerves and, and, and flow with whatever it is that you're doing in life. Uh, do you sleep the night before a fight? Have you had uh, nights of great nights of sleep and also nights where you just cannot fall asleep? I've had both. Definitely, I've had both. You know, um, when everything's going right and I'm my mind's in, in the right place, I, I do fall asleep with a very calm confidence, um, knowing that I'm doing what I love and that I get to wake up the next day and and all the hard work will uh, will um, will be able to be shown within those fifteen to twenty five minutes. So, but when you can't sleep for whatever reason, uh, what the fight? Are you replaying the fight through your mind, or something you might have <laughs> not done, in, or, or not replaying, but projecting the fight? What's going through your mind, and how do you try to take that out to sleep? Because if you're like, just don't think about it, sleep. It's kind of hard not to think about it and sleep. Yeah, you know, it is. It's it's hard, right? And 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 your mind goes a, a million miles an hour, and. Um, what I like to do is, if there's something on my mind, I, I work it through. It, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what, what's going what's gonna to happen in, in, in the back? Honestly, it's, it's all it's anticipation. It's like waiting in line for a roller coaster. You're freaking out because you don't know what to expect. And so I just play it out in my head. I play out the fight. I play out me smiling after I catch a good head kick. I play out me getting my hand raised. I play out, you know, me and Yuana hugging it out because we just traded, you know, parts of ourselves inside the octagon for 25 minutes. Um, I play all that stuff in my head, and, and, and then my heart, is, my heart is content. Hugging it out after you've traded, that, that's an interesting thing because I always like when I know fighters don't like each other, and I'm not saying you two don't, but I like that at the <laughs> end when there's something – when they have a yes. nice moment. Uh, have you fought anybody that you had any kind of real animosity back and forth with? No. She's too nice. I, I She's too nice, and, man. And sometimes I tried. I, I tried to, like, have some animosity and, you know, do the whole, like, growling thing on my way out, <laughs> and I totally, like, wasted my energy. And, <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was not a good for me because i'm always wondering what is it that the fighter is feeling when that happens yeah like when you don't like somebody it's legitimate dislike but then they hug at the end um what is it that they're uh feeling like is it is there a bond i guess because you even though you don't like each other you've both done something that some nobody respect else, yeah some kind of a mutual yeah. respect absolutely there should be something like that and if there isn't like i mean Man, like, you really haven't, like, come, come around the corner as a martial artist, you know, because 
um, you're supposed to lay it out on the line, you know, and if you didn't, that means that you're still, you still have some type of emotional, um, you know, angst pent up in you somewhere. So what yeah. you're, what you're saying is we should not expect to see you jump over the cage and into Joanna's corner after this fight. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like, dude, I, I you want to, like I said, Joanna, I, I really do like Joanna. I think she's an amazing competitor, and she gets into people's face. And it's not because she dislikes the person; it's because she loves the sport and she loves that aspect of it. And I can respect that of her. You know, um, now what Connor did to Khabib is is a completely different story. I think when he was, you know, like jabbing at uh, his personal life and stuff like that. And you know, some people, some people, it's okay to press their buttons to try to like get into their mind. Um, psychologically but other people if you press their buttons they're you know it's you know it's like pressing the knock button and they're just going to take your head off you know example with like ben Askren and freaking uh masvidal yeah uh, masvidal you know like gosh i you, i you you need to be on masvidal's good side oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i guess even when you're fighting somebody there's a certain level of dislike you might not want them to have for you yeah, I, I, and like I said, it really depends on uh, the, the individual. Some people, you know, um, some people gain motivation through anger. Some people gain motivation through calmness. Some people gain motivation through friendship. You know, some people enjoy beating their friends up. <laughs> <laughs> you know who shocked me with that? Who said like that he would love to fight his friends? He doesn't give a shit. Was Sam Alvey of all the people? <laughs> Smiling Sam, Sam Alvey. Yeah. Oh, he would fight a 90-year-old woman if he had to. He's the best. Oh, my God. I was shocked. I'm like, would you fight your friend? He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, Coming he, out to Hey Soul, oh, sister. He's yeah, such, that's a rough one. Fighting your there, friend. It's just like, Sam reminds me of that one teacher that would be, like, pissed off at you that you didn't do your work and is just, like, talking shit through the smile. <laughs> yeah. He's such a nice guy, but when he said that, I was like, wow, he's more ferocious. Yeah. Don't let that he's smile. He's got something inside him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to. You have to have that ferociousness, that viciousness, that killer instinct in order to be a fighter. If not, you're in the wrong sport. Well, look, Michelle, I mean, this is obviously a big fight for you. Uh, it's a very, very big fight for Joanna uh, because she's on a bit of a skid uh, three out of four. And in a way, like you're fighting a very motivated fighter, but in some level, the, the fact that she's lost three out of four, that has to humanize her in some way. When someone's undefeated and they're kind of running through everyone, they're picking everybody apart. The fact that you've seen a couple of people beat her, Rose beat her two different ways, uh, there has, and then Valentina, there has to be something to take from that. Like she's obviously very beatable because I've seen it done three times out of four. Yeah, anytime you know, you know, you see a fighter's you know, record go from unscathed to to being on uh, on on a losing streak, you you you're able to kind of just you know tear away the facade, tear away you know all of the the, the hoopla and the noise around you know, and 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 really just look at it for what it really is, which is a, another human being. You know, Joanna is another human being who is going to step on the scale and weigh 115 pounds on, on Friday, and her and I are going to step into the octagon on Saturday, and it's going to be an equal playing field. And you know, we're going to go in there and 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 see who comes out the victor at, at the end. Um, I'm really excited for that. But on the other token, to me, I don't I don't consider her losses like huge losses. Right. Like you got to look at who she lost to. She sure. lost to Rose, and she lost to Shevchenko, who's the 125-pound champion, almost beat Amanda Nunes. 
You know what I mean? So, and it's not like she, you know, she went the distance with her. So to me, those are just, those are just learning, like stepping stones for her into becoming a better fighter. You're right. I mean, she did jump up uh, to fight uh, Valentina and also against um, uh, Rose. Now, again, you know, you don't know if this is true or not, but she blamed a bad weight cut, I think. Uh, for that performance, but look, uh, obviously you, you look really great. Uh, you're on a three fight uh, win streak. October the twelfth in Tampa uh, against Joanna. Good luck. Uh, that's that's, that's going to be a four. great fight. What's that? That's oh, about to be four. To be four. Okay, I thought I fucked up. All right, okay. <laughs> about to be four. I don't want you mad at me too. All right, Michelle. Always good talking to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Best take care. Good luck on uh, on the twelfth. All right. Have a good one. All right, you too. Yeah, she's so nice. Just the nicest person on the roster. But again, they really all are. Every one of them yeah, it's is true. nice. It's very rare you talk to a fighter that, you know, isn't. No, but I can't wait to tease Matt. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He sounded like was great, Biden yeah. in the debate and his teeth fell out. Uh, he's like, listen, I'm just hanging out here. I'm fucking... He's like, how old are you, 78? I can't wait to scream at Matt. <laughs> uh, listen, man, uh, thank you to Chris Wyman, of course, and thank you to Michelle Watterson. Robbie, thank you. It's always fun having you in. Yeah. You know, me and Matt are both here, too. It doesn't have to be when one Squeeze of us is Squeeze me out. in the middle, yeah. Yeah, just hang out. I mean... Uh, uh, what are you promoting to on Barstool? I know, I know. My Mom's Basement is my podcast. So uh, most Mondays, most Fridays, we got Chris Jericho on the show next week. And the week after that, we got my brother on the show. We did kind of a history of Motley Crue. It's a lot of a lot of MMA, a lot of hard rock, a lot of comic books, all the nerdy shit I'm onto. Okay, cool. Tell Chris I said hello if you remember. There's nothing worse than somebody giving you a task when you're going to interview somebody. Hey, listen, I'm interviewing Obama. Tell him I said hi. Oh, fuck <laughs> yourself. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for being here, man. It's always good to Thank have you. you. Yeah, thanks for and, having uh, me. And if you want to see me live, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 of October, I'll be in New Brunswick at the Stress Factory. And then uh, the week after that, I'll be in Denver and then in Philadelphia and in North Carolina. No, Charlotte. Where's Charlotte? Wherever the fuck Charlotte is, I'll be there in November. Thanks, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.